0: This is Six Rings. The dynasty continues. And football things. The X. The Z. Vertical route. I love football, man. With your host, Andy Hart. Well, Andy Hart is a football genius. And I'm not going to pretend I sit down and watch the All-22. Next question, Andy Hart, please. Nick Fitzy Stevens. Is that Fitzy with you this morning? Absolutely not, Fitzy. This just in. I'm dead inside. And Chris Shine. Derek Carr, however, is a guy I would ride tonight. I
2: think Matt Patricia's a boob
0: for another exciting off-season edition of the six rings podcast and we certainly have some uh new meat some new bones to chew on this week thanks to bill belichick making his assistant coaches available to the media via back-to-back zoom sessions i'm andy hart he's nick fitzy stevens that's producer slash opinionator slash red Sox hat wearing white quarter zip blanket wearing Chris Shime time boys are you ready to talk about coaching roles because that was the topic of the week did they talk about it yeah did Uh, they what did they say well the funny thing is they kind of talked about it they kind of didn't the guy who least talked about it was the guy whose role I think we're somewhat most sure about cam accord the special teams coach Mm -hmm. they were like so are you still coaching special teams (laughs) and he's like i'm not talking about any coaching roles you guys know that you guys and then the (laughs) second day because they were available back-to-back days Mm -hmm. somebody asked him jokingly again and he said wait a minute some of the guys actually answered that question yesterday what are we doing around here um so we did get some information i'll say
1: so you're saying that cam accord was approached about the coaching roles and responsibilities of different coaches, and much like three punts from last season, that question was blocked.
0: Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> <blocked>? <laughs> the guy who blocked uh, the Boom, punt.
1: roasted. Come on, that wasn't too bad. Andy, first, let's just pull back a little bit from the specifics of who exactly spoke when and what they had to say, or rather, what little we were able to delineate or de- de- divine from the word salads offered up by everybody. Yeah. Let's just talk about the fact that in quintessentially New England Patriots fashion, Belichickian, Stacey Jamesian, and of course a tip of the cap to the Patriots PR staff that just won uh, PR of the year in the NFL just a couple days ago, whoever awards that award. Um, I'm sure they're looking forward to staying at a holiday and express for it. So the Patriots in the offseason, with all these questions swirling around this dare we say, unique or unconventional approach to coaches' roles, coordinator assignments, et cetera, et cetera. Decide to back up all the coaches one day to the next and then turn to the league and say, see, we were able to put all the coaches out there for two availabilities. That's all we got. Yeah. I, it is just so – it has got to be so frustrating and so ridiculous.
0: It's almost laughable. You have to say it. it's kind of laughable. Oh, it is laughable, and it's not the first time. Whatever the – Rules are, and Bill will – we know Bill very much reads the rules, reads in between the lines of the rules, the gray area of any rules, whether they playing or not playing. So they've done this over the years. They fulfill their commitments, and they did that over the last two days. You're right. Could They could have spread it out neatly so that, oh, you talk to the coordinators before the – I mean, the coaches before the draft and then after the draft or at some vi- – nope, we right. did it over two days. It's done. Uh, they've done this during the season, actually, a few years back where – They used to have to have the assistants available once a month. So what Bill would do: October thirty-first, assistant coaches are available. November first, when nothing has changed since you spoke with them last night. Yes, it was Halloween night, and yes, they missed time trick or treating with their kids. November first, they were also available. So,
2: Uh, Bill, you've got to be
0: kidding me. He he did that. It's so
2: dumb.
1: It's that Bill. is I Again, that it's is still, just still stupid. Like, just, just because just
0: it's Bill doesn't mean it's less douchey. Ritzy, ritzy. No, that's... this is why they won six Super Bowls, you know.
1: By this being is the whole mean?
0: Reason. By yep. being jerks? By, by pushing the envelope on, yes, being mean, uh, you know, not being in the spirit of some of these rules mm-hmm. and manipulating them. This oh. is why the, it had nothing to do with Belichick's a great coach, had nothing to do with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and all those guys. It was simply because they... Manipulated the media perfectly. Yeah, again, like I go back to that. In your face. It really no, is, Shime. makes though. it,
1: Shime. It draws me back to the phrase I used to describe the draft this year. Again, obtusely Belichickian, and I, I've been told time and again, making the way from the ranks of the YouTube knuckleheads and the Foxborough fanboy obsessed into the into the media world like you know be careful you may not want to know where or how the sausage is made and the more i get a chance to peek in and chime listen i know you love a good sausage and the many varieties available as much as this guy and any others who tailgate at one patriot place i'm more of a bratwurst guy but continue i I, i'm a huge bratwurst guy uh Okay, we'll stay focused. Well, Shime says brought worse and now all of a sudden I, get a I a got a pan simmer. I also got a text pop, before this that there were beer. chicken sandwiches in my future, so like I just oh, I'm in a whole mess. That's what I'm talking about. The point being, Andrew, stay on focused, <laughs> Mr. Driver, is that the more you hear stuff like this, the more you're like, god, that's such a dink move. The okay. do the, the Patriots do lead the league in like executive coaching, uh just sort of
0: all procedural dink points. You have to admit that. Oh, I fully admit it. I'm surprised you actually will admit that. And it was put to me best over the years. I won't tell you who said this, but it's 100% accurate. Belichick's an a hole, but he's our a hole. Right. right. I don't think there's any other way to put it. Like you take the whole package, the total package, there's an a hole to that package, but damn it, he's a pretty good football coach. But now let's get into his assistant coaches, okay. Joe Judge. Mm-hmm. And he's he is. Yes. Yeah?
1: Hey, he sounded pretty competent when I listened to the the playback. I mean, I you know, there wasn't much He's, that was really offered. Shime,
0: Shime is rolling his eyes. Okay. He still sounds let's, like a head coach. Let's, let's can we focus? You guys are terrible today in terms of focus. What are you like Adderall or all chomping at the what? bit here? I'm sorry. We're just we're just Wolfing fired up. up. Come blue? on. All right, easy, coach. All right all, all, all right. all right, all right, all right. Like, can we focus? Um, Joe Judge said he is indeed working with Mac Jones. He's coaching the quarterbacks. He then right. kind of said, "Oh, and I'm working with all the skill players and blah blah blah." And we're all working to coach everybody. We think everybody, but he basically said he's the quarterbacks coach. He's coaching Mac Jones. Um, now he said the decision has not been voiced, made, or uh, passed along to anybody about who will be calling plays. We'll get into that in a second. Matt Patricia is coaching what we thought he was coaching the the fat boy, fat boys up front, the offensive lineman. He's working with the trenches. He called it getting back to his roots because he coached it in college, and he had that one year as Dante Skarniecki's assistant, which we have joked you, me, or Fitzy could be Dante Scarnecchia's assistant, and things would go just fine because yeah, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. He
1: right. would just, um, by, os- by osmosis and proximity yeah. alone, glean so much knowledge from the man.
0: Correct. So I, I actually stepped away from it seeing a little bit more um, definition clarity than sort of what bill has just been saying at the owners meetings all oh, you know matt will be involved and joe will be involved in their offensive assistance and today um joe judge went on i'm gonna say a six plus minute uh what he described this is his quote dissertation on nothing in which he was talking about the ins and outs of of maybe preparing to be a play caller so my big takeaway from the last two days Matt Patricia is the offensive line coach. I don't think he's much more than that. I don't buy the Reese um, report from about a week ago where he said he was told, don't be surprised if Patricia calls plays. I'll be stunned if Matt Patricia calls plays. So I'm to the point where I if I had to rank him, I think Joe Judge is the front runner to call plays. And I think my guy, Nick Cayley, um, is maybe the backup plan or next in line. Or So I think it's really a two-horse race. I've kind of, and this is totally just, reaction to what i heard from all those guys including nick cayley who didn't really say as much he's younger and not as loud as those guys um I think Joe judge is going to call plays. That was my gut feeling from the last couple of days. I if think-
1: only everyone listening could have possibly seen the face shy made when you made that assertion or claim just less than a minute ago, it was just it was like a notch and-
2: off of what the face oh. I made when the Patriots drafted Mac Jones. It was, it was just
1: like, it's like you were, were a, a big estate. owner in crypto and you literally were just watching your life worth. Just go down the drain last week. Like there was such a face of, of disappointment. Shyam. I'll let you speak to the Joe judge thing, Shime, cause then I want to talk about Patricia and then the coaching network overall.
2: Yeah. I just, it's like, it, I think Andy's right. I think it's becoming more clear that Joe judge is basically the offensive coordinator, that he's going to be the one calling plays. He's going to be the one working with Mac, but I don't necessarily, I don't think that's a good thing. Like, I, I think that's an awful thing. I don't want Joe judge touching uh, any young quarterback in all of football. Like, I, this guy is not a quarterback's coach. This is a guy who wanted a, a QB sneak from his own five-yard line on third and nine. Like, this is not an offensive-minded guy. He's a special teams coach. I don't care if in previous positions he was somebody's assistant in some offensive position. I don't really care. This guy's a special teams coach. He was a bad head coach. He's going to be a bad offensive coordinator. So I, for one, am not a fan of the clarity that we've received of his position.
1: As far as the coaching assignments and job responsibilities go, to me, this now is sort of the, the clarity I'm gaining is that we're seeing Bill Belichick at the top in charge of pretty much everything. And what he's established is like, we'll call it a little Belichick buddy network. He's friends. He likes Joe judge. He's been there before he's pledged fealty to Belichick and everything. Patriots Matt, Patricia came running back after his 13 and 29 and one glorious stint as the HC of the DL for two and two thirds seasons. He's come back. He goes with Belichick on the scouting and recruiting missions. So obviously Belichick likes having him by his side. As far as Patricia actually being the offensive line coach, I'm much more comfortable with that because who have we had? We've had a uh, uh, We've had, we had scar. He took a break. We had Guj. Googe leaves scar comes back. Then it's Priscilla and Popovich and that sort of dissolved now. So having at least somebody with some consistency and knowledge of that position, Belichick, hell he could be the offensive line coach, but he's got a little too much on his plate. Now I'm, Better off having Matt Patricia's working knowledge of defense since he was a coordinator and an offensive line and how to block there much better than I am with Joe judge. If you told me Joe judge was a special offensive assistant and was working with Mac Jones, just what'd you see there? Let me help you out. And Nick Caley sneakily was going to be the play caller. So we could work in a brighter, young, progressive mind. I would feel a whole lot better. I'm not going to hold. Joe Judge's feet to the fire for the same play that went viral for all the wrong reasons, just like Shime did a moment ago. I'm just going to point to the body of work. The Giants' offense stunk Stunk. to high heavens. It stunk like Newark, New Jersey. It was an absolute – it was the toxic Avenger. It was a pit, except there was no redeeming value to it. Like Daniel Jones' promise went in the toilet, and they were the second-to-last-ranked offense two straight seasons. So unless Bill is pointing to him, to him now saying like, well, he's got head coaching knowledge, so he should be able to coordinate an offense, then I don't know exactly what he sees,
0: Andy. Yeah, I I don't like it uh, for, for a number of reasons. First and foremost, what I've been saying for months before we even started to get this clarity was, if Bill Belichick needed open heart surgery... I don't think he would just go to any doctor and say, yeah, he's a good doctor. He's been my uh, you know, primary care guy for a while. I, I think he's a good... No, he would go to a specialist. I believe in specialization yep. in a lot of aspects.
1: Hello, and welcome to the podiatrist. What could I do <laughs>
0: for you? I mean, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, specialization rules the world more now than ever, maybe. I feel like yes. Bill is swimming upstream against specialization. Second, in terms of Joe Judge, his history is whatever his history is, certainly good special teams coach failure as a head coach based on the results but i just listening to him today and he, i i'm a firm believer because they're kind of falling back on if you're a good coach or you're a good teacher you can teach anything right it's kind of like a good salesman can sell anything doesn't have to be the one product he built his career on nope if he's a good salesman he'll go to something else and sell it if if he's a great teacher and coach joe judge i don't see it personally. Because the one thing I think of great coaches and teachers, they simplify things. And when I heard him talk for six and a half minutes about play calling and how he's going to prepare to play call and all these things, first of all, he kept referencing, you know, I used to call plays. Excuse me. Calling left return, right return, or middle (laughs) return is not the same as calling a 12-play hurry-up drive in the Super Bowl or in some play. Like, holy crap, you've never called plays at that level. And B, he, in my opinion, when I've always taught – he tends to complicate everything. And oh, I think no. good teachers and coaches simplify everything like a good coach will say like two things. And you're like, okay. Whereas a bad coach, let's say you go to a golf coach. Uh, let's uh, make sure your left forearm, your right shoulder, your eyes, don't forget the chin, your right knee, the weight, tuck better in the butt, tuck in the butt, tuck in the butt. Like, Holy crap! I can't do all of this. You're making it worse than it ever was before. I came to see. Instead, That's you find Manolo who just Joe says,
2: pee-pee to the pin, peepy to the pin." You're fine,
1: right? Yeah, and right. Andy, as it's a, a stupid, yep. And it's so funny because that seems to be what Belichick does, and yet now it seems like yes. things are getting overcomplicated. I was listening to some of this yesterday, some of the audio they were pre-playing on Weei before I listened to it again last night uh, via the YouTube's and whatever else, and I just kept thinking, like, oh my god. Are the like coaches' offices at one Patriot place at Gillette Stadium turning into a WeWork where basically you've got like this – or it's like Google where it's just like, well, we don't really do positions. There's just like one general open workspace. I hate it. Uh, If this is turning into an offensive hive mind where everyone has a chance, I liked what they said when it came down to like, hey, somebody might be sick and you may have to come in and call plays. We should all know what everyone is doing. That's fine. I don't mind like if – Shime has to fill in producing or one of us has to be a host or I have to finish your column or you help me do something. That's fine for all of us at a sports radio station, uh, website and sports entertainment consortium. It's not OK. Like you said, great line, by the way, swimming upstream in the face of specialization when things are getting that much more detailed and that much more specific in the modern offensive-minded NFL.
2: And so, Andy, I just wanted to ask you a question, too, because I I, I have mentioned this previously, how I don't trust – it. Was, before we even had any idea if it was Joe Judge or Matt Patricia on calling plays, and people on our WEI text line or the Twitch chat or Twitter just yell at you saying, you don't know what you're talking about. It's just the Belichick system. It's the same old system. It's not that hard to call plays. Now I, nobody listens to me. I'm not an expert. They they listen to you though. You're the expert here. Explain to the people how it's not just calling plays like that. There is a rhythm to it. It like calling plays is 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 something that you don't you can't just do just because it's the Belichick system.
0: Okay, so I, I won't even you know utilize my words and my thoughts on that. Bill Belichick has talked many times over the years about the balance of art and science that goes into play calling. The value of experience that goes into play calling and setting things up over the course of the game and the ebbs and flows of a game, or when a game, quote unquote, declares itself, how the game is going to be played, and adjusting to what maybe you expected coming in or what happened the previous quarter. It is a massive, I'll use another one of his words that he uses for team building mosaic. Like, yes, there is a script. Yes, there is a game plan. Yes, there is a sheet. And there's aspects of that that are um that simplify it or streamline it but then when it is hitting the fan in the game like who knows like there's a lot going on and it's adjusting and I, i'm it even makes me feel worse if and now they've shot this down joe judge said he doesn't feel like he's quote-unquote auditioning for the play calling job because it's not has- a
1: reality show right where thankfully the are- hopefully
0: because he said that feels like a competition and this isn't a competition they're all working together all the coaches have brought up the idea Whoever gets the job will be fine with it. It's all about doing the job right. There's no egos here, blah, blah, blah. But I also would like the guy entrenched now so that he utilizes May and June and July and August before he gets to September. Like, are we going to make this decision in August, right? Because I'm going to believe Joe Judge in his words and say, Bill has not made a decision. Nothing has been declared to any of those. And he mentioned me, Joe Judge, Matt Patricia and Nick Cayley, the people we thought that would be in the conversation to be play caller. He said, nothing has been expressed to any of us. So, you know, those that have yelled at us on the radio and said they know exactly what their roles are in the building. No, they just spent the last two days, all of them telling them they don't know exactly what their roles are. Right now, they're laying the foundation and they're just trying to coach what's going drills and skills, as Joe Judge called it. But yes, it it's an important role. That Bill has um, magnified in his own right many times over the years while praising guys like Billy O'Brien and Josh McDaniels or Nick Saban on the defensive side of the ball. So um, it's an important role that right now appears unfilled. And I do want to clarify while I sort of took away that Joe Judge is the front runner or maybe the most likely candidate, that doesn't mean that's a fact yet. Because you know, I'm, again, take him at his word. He hasn't been told. He doesn't know. He's just preparing for that job. Although we all can prepare for a lot of jobs we've never had. Doesn't mean we'd be able to do them. Like, Correct. I could prepare. I've, I've thought of it. You ever thought, like, what would happen if you're in the plane and something goes really wrong and both pilots die? And they're like, well, hey, like anybody, what happened
1: in Florida like a week ago. Anybody. Yeah, you know what I, do, I would do? You know what you I would do, this? honestly? I'm not, I am not. I didn't hear it, and please don't tell me about it because it's going to terrify me, and I will have to drive everywhere like John Madden the rest of right. my life. Everyone was safe. Don't worry. Okay, thank God. You know what I would do, Andy? I would let my nine-year-old get at the helm. I don't know why, because the boy has been using flight simulators <laughs> on my iPad and my wife's laptop for years, and he knows exactly what pitch and everything else and where the ailerons and the air brakes and everything else are. I'm like, how do you know this? And it's just sort of like, oh you're part of a whole different generation. I know we got to move on to the next topic, yes, but we I, just do. Want, I just wanted to make one last point or rather raise this question for us to either reply to or maybe let the audience uh, stew over for a second. Do we think what's going on has anything to do with a confidence and trust in Mac Jones being able to handle a lot of this on his own and or if it gets down to uh, – Red zone time or especially the two minute drill and the hurry up, which he has shown a rare ability to be able to operate competently and quickly Uh, early on in his NFL career. Do you think that there's just even more being put on the plate or rather entrusted
0: to Mac Jones? I think there is. I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think it's fair to him. Why, like that, that, to me, you're putting his future in jeopardy, and you're putting your own organizational future Make-up. in jeopardy because they they go hand in hand. We are at Six Rings Pod on Twitter. If you want to follow us there, at Six Rings at gmail.com. If you want to uh, interact with the show, we will actually in the third segment get to some questions, emails, thoughts, ideas, and we do want to chum the waters of that interactive, as Fitzy likes to say on the radio two-way patriots chatter you don't have to tweet us you can email us if you listen to the podcast two days later and something pops into your head shoot us an email again that is six rings at gmail.com or at six rings pod on twitter